Hello and welcome to Just Some Guardians, episode 36. It is a nerd talk this week. We're going to be discussing Warframe. Oh my god. I feel my tummy a rumbling. Here, come, here it comes. Here. Um, Greetings, visually, <laughs> visually, that was that was something else. So joining me tonight, because I have not played, and they're going to tell me all about it and make me play it, and I'm actually really excited to hear about this. We have my ever-sensual co-host, Nicholas. Hello. Well, that's good to start for your friend. Well, besides that professional intro, we also have the uh, effervescent Russell. Uh, 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 uh. You can't see it. I'm doing spirit fingers, jazz fingers out here. <laughs> jazz hands. <laughs> they look like weird. some mad tassel action. So if you do jazz hands and spirit fingers, you look like you're having an aneurysm. Russell is a walking aneurysm. Also with <laughs> us tonight, returning to us for another nerd talk, we have another one syllable name, Matt. <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> Brett. Russ. Nick. Yeah. Matt. Matt. How's everyone doing? We have become just the, the podcast of one-syllable names. Just some one-syllables. Oh, ooh, that could be our claim to fame. The only podcast with all one-syllable names in it. Well, if if you look at the nope, stream, we're the only Russell. podcast. <laughs> nope. E- awkward. Yikes. Right now. Gotta take it down. All right, guys, we'll see you in a few minutes. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we're going to take the stream down. we got to restart it, reevaluate. Uh, we're going to rebrand. We'll see you in, like, eh, say a month. We do call you Russell more than we call you Russ. That's true. I call that screaming little bitch. Now. I was so sad that we didn't get to play D&D this Sunday. I think that would have made my week a lot better. Yeah. I yeah, if it. my I thought about the fact, I was like, he should just come over. And we'll just do it from my house. But my family came home like right when we were going to do that. Yeah, so well, I, 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 had, I had my in-laws here. I thought about it, though. I did. I was like, oh, I can just do like what Matt and Nick do on occasion and just show up at Brett's and be like, hey, everybody. I was even like, um, okay, because Clay could come over and I could set up everything at the kitchen table. And we could actually sit around and it'll be amazing. Oh, my Ooh. God. You know what? Matt, we should plan that for the. We next need time. to get Craig to come over because he lives just—he lives in Sandusky. Yeah, we got to get him up here. So we'll do. Oh my God, wouldn't that be cool? That'd be super Cole fun. Cole would be the odd one out. <laughs> <laughs> well, what It'd I'd love three, to do. Three and Cole. Is I was like, what if we had different cameras and it looks like we're all, and then one of us is like, I need to get a drink, and then we just like walk past walk the other past. person. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We should do that sometime where we all just meet in a central location so we can all play together and then just... Okay. I feel like it would throw I everybody off. Centrally, it's South Africa, right? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I bless the rains down in Africa. I bless the rains down in Africa. Nick, I desperately require a Kevin update. Kevin. I have no hunger. and only be met. With more Kevin. So he's had the shits for a couple of days. Oof. We've gone from, I know, I feel bad for the dog. 
because he'll go outside and it's just like awful. And we we've called the vet, we've contacted the vet. There's we're doing everything we need to do to try and help the poor guy. But I mean, it's like chocolate volcano, and uh, I feel really bad for him. So he'll like chocolate fountain has been broken. He will. He will walk then to the driveway and then do the butt scoot on the concrete. <laughs> oh, I'm like, this oh, poor baby. Poor baby. Because um, that'll make it better. It'll probably, I mean, it probably feels Rubbing like it's going to burn <laughs> right off. You don't have to worry about, you know, layers of poop on your skin if you just rub that layer right off. Yeah. Can see. you imagine the kind of chafing that would take place? But anyway, that's face. Your... Oh my god. So we started feeding him at the behest or at the advice, I should say, of the vet. And you um, haven't been feeding Jake's, your Jake's dog? mom, Lori. We've started. We fed him for a couple days uh, rice and chicken. Okay. And then to, to kind of try and reset the immune system, and then what that didn't really seem to be helping so we switched to the alternative which was rice and eggs and now we're phasing back in a different food a different puppy food because evidently the puppy food that we had been giving him was not working with the poor lad's system so he's doing much better he had a solid poop today i'm so happy well and i know i know that the transition between different dog foods will cause that too. Oh hell yeah! But it was—I mean, it was days, couple couple days, um, of just and it, yeah. So anyway, tell the listeners um, about the make two diaper. Other than that, oh, you're right. <laughs> so my other dog, our other dog, Annika, she's 14 years old. She was never spayed because my mom's original intent was to breed her. So she has two times a year where you know certain things. Happen. Oh yeah. And uh, so currently she's dripping. Uh, so Jake, That's a great way to put that. Jake decided to be crafty, and he took one of the puppy pads, the absorbent puppy pads that we got for Kevin, <laughs> which we've never needed. To, we we used one. We had it in his kennel, and he ate grass for like a whole afternoon, and then threw up the grass surprise to nobody um that's the only puppy pad that has been used by kevin okay out of like a pack of 100 that we bought because we figured oh we'll need them ah! no we didn't need them uh so jake put a hole through it put her tail through the hole and then he has this like diaper jerry, uh, jerry raked up with like <laughs> clamps from the garage so she's walking around with her legs like all bow-legged and <laughs> she keeps going you know dogs lick themselves to clean themselves she keeps going to do that and realizes oh i can't and then she'll just like bite her leg <laughs> like what the hell if i just rip my leg off i won't have to wear this so yeah but anyway uh, other than that, Kevin, every day we look at him and it's just, just yesterday I was looking at him and I was holding his face and I'm like, Jake, his face is bigger and sure as shit. Like his face was wider. His snout was longer. His paws are freaking huge. Yeah. His front legs are beefy. And then his back legs are still like skinny little puppy legs, but his front legs oh, are like, holy crap. How how old was Kevin when you got him again? He was a day under eight weeks old. Okay. So as of day, he is ten weeks in a day. 
Okay, we were at Chick Fil A earlier, and this lady had a puppy. And she said it was eight weeks, and that thing—I mean, I thought it was like it had to have been like literally this big, like this, like I mean, just the tiniest thing you've ever seen in your life. I thought it was a kitten. They're like, no, it was a dog. I was like, oh my god, it was adorable. So, but otherwise, he's doing good. We're working on curbing the puppy biting. Mm. So I'm trying to preempt him, and I've got a toy all the time. And it's like, here, you bite this while I pet you. And then he'll gnaw on the toy, and I'll pet him. But... Mm. Mm-hmm. Anything new going on in anyone else's lives, video games? What's <clears throat> going on with everybody? Our dog has been taking massive dumps lately. Yeah? In the house? Just like, on like your chest while you bagger. sleep? Holy! Oh, like, <laughs> so I took him out today, and like... He, he did his little circle thing and he pooped and then I was like oh I'll just take out the trash while I'm taking him out and it was it was a lot of poop yeah and I was like oh threw it away and then like we're walking and he keeps stopping and he's driving me nuts because he keeps stopping and I'm like what are you doing you've already pooped and peed so I know you don't have to go to the bathroom again he stopped and he pooped and it was I, I mean like I could take two hands Ew. and like Hold Did the you? poop in it. it no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I grabbed it inside the bag, and it was like it was like this, and I was like, "You just got done pooping. I don't know how you fit all that poop in that little body because it's like it was the Gross. size of his head." Gross. Good lord! I just don't understand. And it was the second poop that was the size of his head. It was like the cork had been pulled loose and he just... (laughs) At least... At least he didn't do the walking thing. My older brother's dog. He and his wife have a dog. It's a pug beagle. Puggle. Named Dax. Yes, it's a DS9 reference. Um, And Dax will poop and walk. Like he'll do that weird like arms back. Like... (laughs) Walk while pooping. So it's just this long trail, and you're like, dude, I feel like I have to play 20 questions to find out where it all is. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Matt, any poop stories? That seems to be what we're talking about. Oh, man, I've got unfortunate stories. (laughs) Oh, my God. If that's what we're talking about. (laughs) No, no. No. But seriously, my daughter, so she just recently turned five, (laughs) and she's no joke. (laughs) She's been laying them down. So she's at that age where she doesn't wipe herself, so you'll just hear from across the house, I'm done! Which, you know, as we all know, means come wipe my butt. And so you'll go in there, and like he can't help but glance. It's like bigger than her whole body. I'm like, this five-year-old has clogged the toilet on multiple occasions. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just, what have awful. you been eating? Right? Oh my god! Everything. It's been ridiculous. Oh, okay, so let's move on from poop. <laughs> um. Wow. We can flush that topic. Yes. We'll, we'll wipe that one off. Boo. That was, that was I know. Tough. I have a really shitty sense. <laughs> Cracked me up. Anyway. Um. Anything what new? Kind of these jokes just swirl around. <laughs> Just stop. Just stop right there. But day, I mean, belay that. Um, so, what's new in gaming, guys? What's going on? I don't, if I plunge deep enough, I could probably tell you a few gaming stories. Yeah, that's what I asked. Bring it. 
there's there's a couple couple games in the pipes I can think about. I'm just letting this. I'm letting it roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at this at this point, it's a train. It's a runaway train. You just kind of gotta let it. It was like right a, out on the horse you rode it on. It was like a three ply joke, top. Oh, see, there we go. Okay, well, since no one wants to say anything. The other day, I finally got talked into trying um, Swoter, Star Wars The Old Republic, which is their their MMO. It's free to play. Um, When the game was first coming out forever, I'm God, that game's how like seven years old now or something? I don't know. But so I told all my friends to play it because I was looking. I was really into looking at it when it was coming out, but I didn't have a computer that could run it. So when it launched, all my friends I talked to were playing it and telling me about it. And I was like, well, I can't play it. And so once they all quit and then I built a computer, I'd forgotten about it. And so finally the other day I was like, oh my God, I should play this. And then Xanafan from Barely Destiny Show was like, hey, have you played this game? Randomly, because we talked about MMOs. And I was like, oh my God, I should try it. And um, it's really good. <clears throat> I know it struggled early on because yeah. it was very like the me- mechanically speaking it was very much like we're going to take the bioware approach we're going to take the star wars universe we're going to take the systems of world of warcraft and just i don't know it suffered but i still thought it was pretty fucking fun but my computer couldn't run it so i couldn't play it yeah yeah so I- i'd never tried it when it was because I remember my friends telling me, like, this is so cool, the storytelling, and there's, like, voice, like, you can choose chat lines mm-hmm. in an MMO and everything. And then, sure enough, they got to the end of the game, and they're like, this is crap, and quit playing. But right now, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm only, like, level 10 or something, but, I mean, it's nuts. Like, the combat's really good, the animations are phenomenal, and playing a Jedi mm-hmm. Knight, because you should when you first try a Star Wars game. And, um, yeah. Seth, all the way, baby. The story's really good. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with your us. I'm with Count your Dooku. Us. Count Dooku. I I don't know. I've always had a soft spot for evil characters and evil like villains. I you would never know that. Yeah, it's so weird. Was a DM. I just weird. don't understand. I thought... It seems so out of left field. <laughs> I I hope that the villains that I have created for you guys are Lorenzo like villains to uh, coin a critical role villain. Or Raishan. Anyways. Well, when I was deciding between light and dark, I was going off aesthetics. And so, like, the light side, you look at the Jedi, and they're wearing the robes, but they have, like, battle armor underneath. Yeah. That looks cool. Like like Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars show. Yeah. Yeah, But then you go to the dark suit, the dark side, and they're wearing, like, a flight suit that looks like it's made of tinfoil. And I was like, that's so dumb. I don't want to look like that. So that was the main reason. But yeah, I think I was enjoying like it. Bounty hunter kind of thing. Like the the whole dark side. Like when you start, like I don't know if it's when you start, but in the character well, selection you, screen, you, they you, all you. looked super dumb, and I was like, man, I want them to look cool, but they didn't. See, you got to have your villains look cool, and they've got to be cool. Exactly. <laughs> like Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers movie. I'm not kidding. I'm not being satirical. That is a top tier villain. His aesthetic was really, really cool. And even <laughs> like, I go back and I watch it, and the movie doesn't hold up very well, but for some reason, he does. Like, and he has, he's an ooze, which is the stupidest thing, but he pulls it off. 
in a weird way. Boys and girls, girls and guys, come on down to feast your eyes. <laughs> oh my god. Matt, what have you been playing, buddy? Um, recently? I've been playing, well, I always play a lot of Binding of Isaac, but I've been just, recently has just been Warframe. I've just been stuck on that. What's Binding of Isaac? You never played Binding of Isaac? I don't oh think my so. God. Okay. Have you ever played Smash TV? Yes. For the Super Nintendo. Okay, so you know how it's a top-down like kind of shooter, and it's a room. Mm -hmm. So it's Binding of Isaac. Is you have your character Isaac, who He's basically down. you just yeah you shoot tears at monsters in a basement. You go down and you fight your mother, and then like you oh. get items. It's it's like a small I've rogue heard like. of this. Yeah. Yeah. A, lot a, ton, of a ton of like Old Testament biblical references in the environments in the npcs because it's it's the idea you know like abraham bound isaac yeah and that's like the whole story is like your character isaac your mom starts to hear the voice of god telling her to kill you and so like you jump down into the crawl space underneath the house and it's just the game goes from there and it's got it's so much fun and it's all the levels are randomly generated too so you never like each floor every time you play it is different oh that's awesome Okay, I'm gonna yeah, have to it, the the aesthetic to me, it's like take Happy Tree Friends and <sighs> Little Big Planet and oh, mash them together. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Is that on That's is that on PlayStation aesthetic. or where's that at? It's on Steam. Oh, okay, cool. And and the Switch, which is where I've been playing it. Okay. So mm. Yeah, I don't have a Switch. I'll find it on Steam then. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll add that to my list, right? Where's my list? There it is. I think it's super cheap because it's been out for a while. Yeah. Here we go. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> Russell, we know what you've been playing, but if is anything cool and exciting happening in Conan right now from last time we talked? Besides, uh, just they're introducing. Stuff? Uh, well, I, I've yeah, I've been playing that, uh, but um, yeah, they're introducing pets here pretty soon. Really? Um, Can they keep a person as a pet? You, I mean, you already can. I got, can, I got nipples. Can you milk me? Can, <laughs> I have nipples, Craig. Because you knock people out and then you tie them up and you drag them back to your base. Well, I know that. Put them on the with pain. So basically, they're your pets. Um, I, I've been playing that, but yeah, they're they're introducing a pet system. It hasn't quite come down the pipeline yet. I know that they put some features in place so that when the update releases, it's all there, but. Yeah, there's a there's a god that you can learn recipes from that allows you to create pens, and then based on what you feed them, they become you know a tier three or whatever. So because uh, it's not implemented in the game yet, would you say that to the developer it's still a pet project? Is this going to be an all night thing? Because I don't know if I can tolerate this bit. You're the one that made the pipeline joke, okay? No, he made the pipeline joke. No, I didn't. Yeah, that was totally Russ. Yes, to you go. did. No, I, I can't believe you. Yeah, no one's Russell. Oh my gosh, you the said Rhino it. Just followed me up on this scaffolding. You're yes. you're being very septic right now, Russell. I'm punchy. This this whole um, bit is just tanking now. Oh my god. Also, uh, also, so I was in. I was well. I went up for a work conference, and I was visiting with my mom and my little brother this weekend. And so he was like, "Hey, do you want to do something?" Do you want to play a game? I was like, sure, let's play a game. 
Uh, so we played Super Smash Brothers. Which one? Uh, Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U. Oh. Okay. Super uh, Smash I think it's just Super Smash Brothers Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. Which the is one? Matt, Matt, and I are like going to disappear off the face of the planet for the first couple weeks after that game comes out. Did just, you? Just I want to get a Switch. Just yes, I did. Did you? Oh, so you just saw the direct from from this week? Holy fuck! are being added to the game what's being added to the game simon and richter belmont from the castle oh yeah series. i saw that king k rules being added too yes meaning i'll finally be able to smash his freaking face in as king day to day which is the best character ever nope i disagree shulk jet hammer man jet fucking hammer uh counter timing I just want to see who else they're going to put into that game. Because if you notice, at the end of it, when they put the characters into the big mural painting others. that they have, there's a couple spots that are still not yeah. completely filled up. So, yeah. I I always love I always love the Super Smash games. I've I I have a Wii U, so I played that version a lot. My little brother was getting very aggravated with me because I kept kicking his trash. <laughs> um, and. Because Shulk. Shulk is the bomb. I love that counter move where you just like, yeah. boom, and then somebody hits you and you just like lay them out. Boom. Especially if they hit you with a charged up attack because that's you counter exactly what they do to you. And so yeah. you just, hi. It's real nasty. You got to love Nintendo though, because if you want to rend familial relationships asunder, yeah. play yeah. a Nintendo multiplayer game. Uh, Done. They saw Monopoly and they're like, "Hold my beer." Specifically, Blue Shell. Mario Party. They had two words to Monopoly: Blue Shell. Seriously, there was a when me and Lisa were dating. There were some pretty close moments there playing Mario Kart. I got kicked out of the house one time. Anyway, this conversation is getting clogged. I think you used that one. No. Yes. I don't think I did. Yeesh. I said plumbable plunging. But not <laughs> These jokes have got me emotionally constipated because I don't give a shit. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Let's That's... dive into the topic of the night, ladies and gentlemen. Um, wait, I wasn't done. I also have played <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Oh, my God, Russ. You were like the only other person I've ever talked to that knows about that game. That is oh, the best you know, LucasArts game. We didn't just have a whole yeah. episode talking about it. You know? Yeah, we didn't just have a <laughs> whole talking about, about LucasArts game. <laughs> you know? so, I didn't post I, a I, link I, on how to play it for free online. <laughs> Straight what? from... So like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's on Steam for like six bucks, too. Oh or my God. I can send you a link for free. And you can play it directly oh my God. from your browser. Oh, my God. Because that's, that's how I found it. Because we, we had that episode where we talked about old LucasArts games, and I was like... Indiana Jones and Fate of Atlantis. That was such a good game. And so I went, I, I, I wanted to play it. So I went looking for, and it was on Steam. And then Brett sent the link that was like, hey, you can play it for free. And I was like, well, I already paid six bucks. So <laughs> I'll put the I link just in the miss, Go ahead. I super miss just good point and click adventure games. Yeah. I, yeah. I super miss them. I think um, they have Sam and Max. What's that was the other one we talked about too, right? Hit, oh, hit the road. Everything we talk. Yep. Yeah. So that. 
in the There's link a- f for this show since we've talked about it before and since i just brought this up um i will put a link on how to play Chex quest for those of you that, that have been asking for it i keep forgetting to post that but matt i will send this to you right now anyway all right ladies and gentlemen the topic of the night if you look to the right of matt it's on the screen there uh we're gonna be talking about a little old game called warframe now i have never played it i've looked into it a little bit i know a bunch of people that do including everyone on the show and so i thought it would actually be interesting to have that point of view so i can ask questions along the way and then i've been waiting for them to just explode my ear (laughs) with uh information so i think the best way to start is just what kind of genre of game is it go you know yeah space ninja sure but you know those old games dairy where yeah you know how people like to say destiny is a looter shooter yeah it is to an extent um Warframe, oh God, the, the the closest like approximation I can give to Warframe, as far as like what you're getting in for, is games like the Fantasy Star Online series of games mm-hmm. or Diablo. Yeah, it's kind of like a mm-hmm. mesh of Diablo and destiny i mean as far as like the sci-fi aspects go mm-hmm. um but it's it's very much it's it's hard for me to think of a genre of which it belongs to because it's very different from any other game that's out there I, it would be hard to to describe a genre to it other than sci-fi shooter okay so right like the so you'll you'll you have your star map and there's there's a narrative that that introduces you loosely to the game. But is there a narrative, one, narrative throughout the whole thing, or is it just kind of an intro and then you just go? There's an the intro. Quests have separate narratives. Yeah, <laughs> but there, there's an intro, and then once you get to a certain point, there becomes. They started calling them cinematic quests, mm-hmm. and these quests, starting with a quest called um, Nata. Every so often, they introduce another entry into these the cinematic quest line thing, and they're all big involved. It's not just like oh, you do one mission and then you're done for the year with the cinematic quest. Um, they all play into each other. It's like that Nata quest line or quest series introduced this whole other. It literally changes the way you play the game once you see that and the subsequent quest through. And if you don't go and do that and you just continue down the looter, shooter, grabbing loot and running missions, you're missing out on a lot because it enables you to do a lot. But the, those quests do end up telling a, a narrative that goes one into the next, into the next, into the next. And they're building on it even more. The next, the next one that's coming out is called Fortuna. It's what the expansion is called. And the cinematic quest that comes with that will be a direct continuation of the one, that, the episode that came before it. So it's kind of episodic. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the quests have similar arcs and then they'll end that arc and then they'll do a new thing. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's episodic in that 
in that kind of way. And okay. the quests get released every few months. Like there'll be a new quest, like you said, Fortuna is the new mm-hmm. one that hands off of the last one that they did. And then I think also, well, anyway, we'll get to the updates later. But well, then um, I guess I guess my next question, because this is kind of a fun way to kind of learn more about a game um, from each of your backgrounds, like what caused you to want to play it like what what part of it caught your interest let's start with matt okay uh so one i love the whole looter shooter genre like that kind of stuff um and i also love hack and slash games like the old onimusha games and and uh and uh what you call it the whole um warrior series like samurai warriors dynasty warriors and it feels a lot like that too but with guns and in space so yeah it it pretty much is like that it's it's i don't know i just i just like it a lot and then the whole the whole really customization of of your loadouts and and mods and things like that like you could have two people that have the exact same frame which is like the the character that you play as and the exact same weapons but they can play completely almost completely differently with how they work with fighting enemies based off of the mods that you have on them too which is i think just fun so you're you're a min maxer kind of guy then. So that drew you in or? big time. Oh, big awesome! Time. That's good to know. Big That's time. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Russell, what what got you interested? Uh, it was the aesthetic. Like I, so I happened to, I I spend a lot of time on YouTube, looking mostly looking at gaming things, new games coming out, things like that, because I like to get an idea of the game before I buy it, usually. Like God of War, I was like, I know I'm going to buy that, so I don't even need to see anything on it. Um, but so I was looking through YouTube and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I just like the aesthetic of the the Warframes themselves. And I was like, and, and I saw it and I was like, that's super cool. And then I was talking about Warframe and I was like, you know, I, and I kept like avoiding it. Like it was one of those clips that kept showing up and I was like. It looks cool, but the games are hardly ever as cool as they actually look. Like those clips, they're usually clickbait, you know. So I was like, eh, it's not really going to look like that. It's going to be this thing. It's an MMO. That's probably going to mean it does this thing. So I'm not going to be super interested. But I finally clicked on it and I was like, oh, it's exactly what it looks like. It's so cool. Like I was like, I watched a video and I was like, oh, I've got to get this. And then I was like, I was like, well, how much is it? And I was like, and they were like, yeah, it's free. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> I was like, this looks way too cool. And so I was like, all right. So I looked and it was free. And so I started playing it and I was like, okay, now I get why it's free. But also this is freaking amazing. And it and it's like, it's free. So it makes it even more amazing because it's just, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, and it makes you like, you're like I did not expect it to be what I thought it was going to be, and it was so much more than I thought it was going to be. And that's what that's what got me into playing it because I was like, eh. "That's awesome." Well, Nick, what what drew you into Warframe? Um. Well, back in 2013, Brett, you will remember Dawn well. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very, very dear friend of mine. 
had met someone that had played the game and was like, hey, Nick. She called me Cutie. She's like, hey, Cutie, you should come play Warframe with us. And I'm like, play what? She's like, it's new. Come play it with us. I'm like, okay. Um, I'll be honest. I thought it looked stupid. I thought it <laughs> sounded stupid. I thought it played stupid. I thought it was just a pointless pointless grind now at the at the time my game of choice was flipping between um world of warcraft and lord of the rings online that those are my jump. games of choice right um like i hadn't i hadn't destiny wasn't even out yet in 2013 so like it wasn't that wasn't something that i was pursuing as my hobby game that genre, I should say. <clears throat> so, dropped it like after a couple hours. I'm like, nope, nope. Um, flash forward till earlier this year, and I've started seeing like lately. You, you can't deny it. Famous YouTubers out there, YouTubers in general, like there's been a, a, a resurgence in Warframe content. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, why? Well, the cinematic quests were certainly a huge part of it because now all of a sudden there is a consistent storyline and an interesting storyline to follow. Not to mention the developer Digital Extremes. They're consistently updating, changing, tweaking, upgrading. Um, even the UI looks dramatically different than the way it did when I played it back in 2013. And... So I jumped in and I started to watch things and read things and had downloaded it on and off and deleted it and then played a mission or two and then deleted it again. Like, whatever. Then I realized, oh, this is a grind. This game is a grind. And so I started to think back, way back when I was in like middle school and high school, I played Fantasy Star Online, episode one and two. That was what the game was called. For the GameCube, and I insisted, and my mother allowed me to purchase the little like modem network adapter for the GameCube, and we jumped online with AOL, <laughs> and I would grind like th- this game, Fantasy Star Online. I put over three thousand hours into that game. That's over one hundred and seventy days. Okay, I grinded the shit out of that game holy hell every boss had a super elaborate loot table and the levels you would choose like there was caves one two and three but caves one yes it had a certain aesthetic to it but all of the levels were procedurally generated so every time you played caves one it would look different every time you played caves two it would look different every time you played caves three it would look different the final boss would always be the same but the way you got to them would always be different the final boss of each place and i mean the game had a booming economy because looting or sorry like grinding for gear and for loot and for spells for the players who played a force character um it was crazy i mean it was nuts i can't tell you how many times i fought the dragon trying to get twin katanas called the yamato mm-hmm. 
it took forever. I think I got like 300 kills on the dragon, which was the boss of the first level. Um, when I realized that, and then I played Diablo three, like crazy on and off. So like the, the whole idea of a consistent loot grind, like always having something that I can see is there, but I can't get it. Um, and then that moment where you kill the boss and the in fantasy star online, of a red box appears and it was like a floating like geometric shape that mm -hmm. glowed bright red and you didn't know what it was you had no idea what the item you had just gotten was until you took it back to the space station and had it identified so it was like this like Ooh, what is it gonna be because they would have a huge loot table and like 10 different rare items that they could drop and the excitement of having one of those red boxes drop was just nuts and it reminded me of, or it reminds me, sorry, of like every looter game I've ever played, where even in Destiny, you get an exotic engram drop, and you're like, ooh, not anymore, yeah. because I've got them all. So it's like, hmm. Um, I don't even feel like I worked for them in Destiny 2, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Um, I realized that's what Warframe was. Mm -hmm. And then the gameplay, they've tweaked it a lot, the way you move and the way you jump and interact with the world and the way the gunplay operates, the different types of guns that are out there. Um, I just kind of jumped in and took it at face value instead of judging it against everything else that I know. And I'm like hooked. It's <laughs> ridiculous. The tech tree and the, the weapon progression is crazy. And I'll stop talking because I talked for like 10 minutes straight. I'm sorry. Oh, that was a great it's reason a, to start. It's intense. And I just, I want to go back to something that Nick said, because like the movement is one of the coolest things about mm -hmm. this game. Yeah. Because you're, you feel, you feel like a space <clears throat> ninja because you're sliding and jumping and like twirling through the air, which is like the main mode that everybody uses to get from place to place because you move so fast it's like you're driving a sports car that's you, what the game feels like if you run through a level in warframe you're doing it wrong wrong okay. running is only when you need to be shooting at the same time and accurately that's the only time you really run <clears throat> the rest of the time you're flipping through the air and sliding and jumping and wall running and it's very fluid too and it doesn't seem like it should be Mm -hmm. because even if you fuck up and you're looking like a total jackass at least you look cool doing it <laughs> yeah. yeah well um okay so frames are what you the person or you play as right mm -hmm. are those interchangeable as you play or is that a character and then you start a new one with a frame well, you can choose any more frame and they they level up to a certain point it's kind of like I don't know if you've ever played infinity blade but yeah. when you played Infinity Blade, you had an armor and you had a weapon. Once those leveled up and kept up, you didn't get you didn't accumulate any more experience points for that. And and Warframe is similar in that fashion where you have a whole bunch of different Warframes. They do all sorts of different things. You have all sorts of different weapons and you have different slots. You have a primary, you have a secondary, and then you have a melee weapon. And then you also have a companion, you know, a dog or a, or a little floating robot, the sentinel, you know, and all of those things as they level, 
they they have a cap that eventually they reach and then you want to acquire new things to increase your mastery rank which is your individual rank so the warframes are all you can choose whichever warframe you want and you want to level as many up as you can because they're all so different so you that's a that's another thing that allows you to modify your play style but also you know you're going to have a, a favorite warframe a main warframe that you that you probably choose just because you like that the best but then you always and have on, the option to change on that subject the warframes out there there's there's warframes that are glass cannons there's warframes that mm-hmm. are super super area control there are warframes that are aoe damage related where you walk into the room with them there's one that i've got right now called hydroid one of his abilities is you hold down the button and this ring grows and then you release it and all of these tentacles come just like bursting out of every surface and it will grab enemies and just smash them against the walls. Holy crap. And his, his other ability is all these massive globs of water just start bombarding the area. And I have mods, which Matt, I'm going to ask, I think, I think I want... If you're willing, maybe you jump in and talk about mods a bit because I've talked so much. But the mods that I've got on expand the range or the radius of my abilities by like 30-some percent. So I can cover a room with this water bombardment and then an entire area. And there are defense missions. I can cover the defense point with tentacles. So cool. And it's like, (laughs) damn. The other Warframe I play is totally... He's one of the tankiest frames in the game. He has no shields, all health. And he's got, like, thousands of health, whereas most frames don't. Um, And then he can shoot sand in their eyes, and then I one-shot kill them with, like, the melee execution because they're blinded. Uh And then I'm nearly fully healed because I just one-shot killed someone. Oh, that's awesome. And that's that's it's the Egyptian-themed frame. And then there's the infection frame that Matt's got that just yes. the longer you play and the more infection you can spread is kind of the theme, the stronger you get. So the, the long-term defense missions, that frame is like top freaking tier. There's <laughs> another frame that is musically oriented that Matt plays where if you're around the frame... And it's got this little drone around that's like playing a beat that you can actually use music editing in the game to customize mm-hmm. the song that this drone what? plays. What? If yep. you fight, <clears throat> if you're near this frame called Octavia and you use your abilities to the beat, everything is stronger. Oh my <clears throat> god, yeah. that's awesome. That's so cool. It's cool. It literally it literally is like an in-game version of Fruity Loops. Like I have one song that I created that just sounds like fun and then the other one I created I recreated um Craftworks We Are the <clears throat> Robots just for the <laughs> tempo of like yeah. clicking the button so you can get all the stuff. But yeah, I mean there's there's like um there's actually not to derail <clears throat> Nick, but there's a whole No, you're fine. There's a whole group of people online who work to recreate actual songs in Warframe using Octavia. So, like, there was a day... Well, not there was a day, but there was um, a guy I was playing with the other day that he create he recreated... Um, God, why can I not think of the name of the song? It was the... um, it, He recreated the beat for Space Jam in it. And we were playing there, <laughs> and he was, like, throwing it out. And I'm sitting there for a second, I'm like, why the hell does this sound so familiar? 
And I'm like, holy shit, Quad City DJs. And like me and the other like three players, because you can get four people on a team okay. permission. We got around this guy. And of course, we're all like, like crouching up and down to the music with this guy. Because we're like, bravo, man. Like, <laughs> holy shit. That's great. But it's, it's, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff you can do in that game. There's, there's a frame called Frost that has an ability that everyone is affectionately referred to as the snow globe. And it literally puts a dome of ice around an area that you can go through. But enemies can't shoot into it. Mm-hmm. And there are defense missions that are rendered, depending, again, on how you've modded Frost and how good you are at it and managing your resources, you can render the defense point impervious to enemy damage using snow globe. And then it just becomes a farm fest because it's wave upon wave upon wave upon wave of enemies bred very much. I mean, it's essentially horde mode and the waves never stop. Oh, that's cool. So every, every five waves you get loot and every four loot drops, the fourth loot drop is the highest rarity that you'll get. And then it resets the rarity. So it's like every every 20 waves, the 20th wave, you'll get the best loot. And then, and then it goes to 21, and then wave 40, you'll get the best loot. Um, there's missions where you have to survive. I'm, I'm getting off topic, but there, there are frames that are totally offensive related. There are frames, there's a mm-hmm. healer frame. There's a couple different healer frames. There's a healer frame that will take an enemy, raise them up into the air, and they start glowing green. And if you shoot that enemy, it heals you. Oh, interesting. Um, and it also like makes that enemy, they can't attack you, and they're super resilient. So it's like a lot of people can shoot that enemy and then get healed. That same frame can then take an enemy and turn them blue, and they put out this big pulse, and every pulse restores energy, which is how you use your abilities, to every frame around you. So all of your allies and you get your energy back if you leave that enemy alive. And it's really easy to do it because they glow blue. Like it's really hard to miss it. Um, So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's remarkable. It really is. That's amazing. The the, the variation that they've managed to put in frames. I'm going to stop talking for a bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, um, well, just go ahead. One last thing to say about that there, yeah, um, Brett, is that just to give you an idea of how varied it is, <clears throat> there currently right now are 35 different frames you can pick from in the game. Really? Soon to be 36 with with Revenant, but yeah, that's so it's it can get pretty diverse in yeah. your classes and what you can do. So okay, they're all pretty unique. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen any frame that is the same as another one what's uh, what's that, your favorite you're using right now are all very different. uh the one i'm using right now is trinity uh, i'm not i'm not a great healer just kind of in general um that's not particularly fun for me but i mean like at the same time like when i've run with nick and matt which has been a couple of weeks uh but i just keep them full on energy which is fun. Like that's mm. Trinity's bread and butter. You just throw down, you just hit everybody with that energy beam so that everybody stays full on energy. And then they're busting their supers all over the place. Uh, but my favorite one that I've played so far, cause I've only played two cause I, I like to level them up all the way before I get a new one. Okay. Um, 
so the my favorite one of the two that I've played is the Excalibur because it's it's all it's it's the space ninja 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 of all the space ninjas um it's one of the it's one of the starting frames and it's all about getting a sword and just hacking people up with a sword and you, your super is like you have this blade made of energy that you just hack people up with and it and it kills some pretty high powered enemies super super quick Super it's a, it's a shredder, big deep. It's That's awesome. Yeah. Holy crap! Excalibur is a lot of fun to play, um, but I'm really looking forward to the one that I most want to play is. Oh crap! I just forgot his name. Necra, Necro, Necros, Necros. Yeah. God, I was gonna guess Necrophiliac, and that was super wrong. <laughs> Necros does what he sounds like. <laughs> oh, Necros, oh, and yeah. then the one that you have, Nick Anubis. No, Inaros. Inaros. No. Oh, yes, that's, that's, my, that's my sandy tank. I do well, have the Anubis head for him, so he looks like Anubis. Oh, that's cool. It, okay, okay, so there are a couple of cool things that I want to talk about just going off of that. Uh, so most frames also have a prime version of the frame, which is like it's a little bit more powerful. It has some, some different things. Um, and then which are really cool. Those are really cool. It's it's the first version of those Warframes. And then also, so they have this cool thing because it is a free-to-play game, mm-hmm. but they do have things that are for sale. Now, one of the really cool things that Digital Experience has done is they, have, they, they open source all their data tables, all that stuff, uh, but they also have allowed people, just regular co- people in the community, access to their rendering engines so that they can create their own suits and then sell them. Oh, really? It's called Tano Lab. Yeah. Oh, that's they, awesome. They huge. Yeah. They give most of that money. Digital Extremes keeps some of it because it's their game, but they actually give a majority of it to the people who are creating those skins, which I think is a super awesome thing just as a company that they do. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And any yeah. company that gets, you know, the, the community super involved. Well, like, um, oh, God, I guess the closest thing I, I could compare to something I've played, um, which, I mean, it doesn't compare to, like, creating a, an armor set or something, but, like, um, the Arma series, you know, that, that big military simulation thing. It's there. Everything's just open, and people can make whatever they want in the engine. They can make whatever missions. They can make whatever they want, and then, and that's why the games have lasted as long as they have each individual one. Because the community just is free to do whatever they want and just keep it alive. That's so cool. They do that, especially like on a market to buy. Yeah. Yeah, I I I because I've I've seen a couple of documentaries and things like that specifically about digital extremes, mm-hmm. and they're just company like warframe so they've been trying to put out warframe for forever um since 2000 early 2000s i think and right. they actually do you, do you remember do you remember the game dark sector for xbox 360 yeah 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 okay dark sector was the original name that they wanted to give warframe because it was by digital extremes yeah and there's there's a two-part documentary out there the, it's it's like an hour total between the two of them. That's that's the story of Warframe, uh-huh. uh, part one and two. 
highly recommend watching. But Dark Sector, as the public got it, is essentially what happens to the idea of a video game when an independent studio has to rely on a publisher to publish the game for them. And the publisher is like, no, we're not going to publish a sci-fi game. No, that looks stupid. No, that sounds dumb. No, I don't understand that. No, make it like th- no, make it like that. No, make it like this. That's what happens to a game. Mm-hmm. Dark Sector should have been the Warframe that we have right now. Well, in a way, I guess and, it kind of worked out for the best then. Right. Yeah. And they, yeah. they have all the yeah. assets to prove it too, which is the freakiest thing. That's like you crazy. can look, you can see the Warframe we've got right now scaled way back to the technology from like 10 years ago Uh and that's what they show when they're like yeah this was our the concept that we took to everyone and they were like no 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 until dark sector ended up coming out even the logo above dark sector there's like a weird little lotus thing (laughs) in warframe that's warframe's main logo (laughs) that's amazing yep well i want to jump over Go ahead real quick. Oh, I was, I was just going to say, it, Warframe is actually what... So, Digital Extremes, I don't know if you got... Uh, well, you know this because you've seen the documentary, Nick, uh, but uh, they also did Unreal Tournament. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And then uh, Warframe is actually what saved um, Digital Extremes from bankruptcy. So, it, it's funny because a lot of the voice actors and stuff like that are just people from the dev shop. Yeah. They were like, uh, we here's a microphone. Go. Game, so mm-hmm. here's a microphone. Yeah. Their community manager is one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, Tim, Tim, you're not like, having a lunch break today. Uh, you're going to need to come in here. And do some yeah. Things. Yeah. And it, and it, and it saved them from bankruptcy because they were like, we're going bankrupt. We really want to put this game out. Let's put it out there. And now they're, they're thriving. They were able to hire back most of the people that they had to let go in that interim. They're a really cool company. Watch the documentary because they're super cool. Deal. Um, ooh, actually, uh, Gunbait and Chat just linked me the the thing, so I will click on that and save it and watch that later. Sweet. Thank you for Hi, that. Gunbait. Okay, so my next big question is for Matt. Um, going off of something that Nick wanted you to explain earlier, um, as another person that <clears> likes <throat> min maxing. Um, okay. So, what are mods in this universe? How do they work? And then, like, how many things, like, in a frame or your weapon or whatever, can you mod? Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a big question because that's actually really the, the biggest part of the game is, is really mods. Um, so, basically, when you pull up your frame or you pull up your weapon, um, you have – you can go into a mod menu to where you have, I think, eight – base level mods and then depending on what the weapon is or if you're doing your frame you have like auras or stance or other stuff like that um and as you level up your weapons you have more power and you use that power to you know basically spend on points on the mods to place in there and the mods do everything from increasing damage um from one of the let's see here three four five six seven eight 11 different damage types you can do in the game. Oh my god. Um, I'm understanding why everyone's laughing now. Yeah, yeah, and then let's see. I mean, mods will do everything. The damage types, you can combine two of them to get another damage type. So it's like... (laughs) 
that's why game. that's why it's eleven. Yeah, because you have your you have your basic three, which are piercing, slashing, and puncture, and it depends on you know armor and shields and stuff like that. Then you have the four elementals: fire, electric, vi- uh, toxic, and cold. And then those four elementals you can combine into gas, radiation, blast, and what's the last one I'm I'm forgetting? Corrosive. Corrosive, yes. So there's and those you can only depending on if it's it's there's magnetic too. Yeah, yeah, magnetic. Um, but depending on if your weapon naturally comes with those, the only way to get those weapon types are through mods. And mods will do everything from, like, when you just look at a weapon, you can see, okay, well, this weapon has a high crit chance, so now I'm going to throw on all the modifications that have to do with with procking critical hits or making my critical hits do more damage and things like that. Um, And really, the only way to progress through the game is to get mods and upgrade those mods because you can have what people consider to be the best frame and the best weapon and everything like that, and you will only get, like, a third of the way through the game mods are really what carry you through the whole thing and it's it's just like it's it's a puzzle it's a puzzle of figuring out how many mods you can put on in the points that you have and how to get the best you know like what you were saying the best min max out of it so it's it's complicated it's probably the most it's i would say mods are probably the one thing that once people start playing will push people away because it's a complicated system yeah so go ahead the, the more, like, there is a system they built into the game that will automatically attribute mods. And it's it's not like the mod systems that you might be used to if you've played other games that mm-hmm. currently have mod systems. Because you can take things off and put them on. There's no cost to assigning a mod yeah. oh, cool. or pulling a mod off. Yep. If you've got, like, I have a mod right now that's called Steel Fiber. And it's it's a Warframe mod that increases their armor by a percentage. And right now I think it's at like 100%. So it, it doubles Jeez. the armor stat of a Warframe. So so every so mod you get fiber. you can hold on to, like take out, yes. it stays in your inventory, and put whatever you want. And you can want. upgrade yeah. it. And each, each yeah. mod yeah. is baked in number oh, of that's levels way cool. that it can be upgraded. Yeah. And so, but I have this steel fiber, okay? And I have it on my Inaros frame. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can also put it on Hydroid, and I can put it on Excalibur, and I can put it on Trinity, and I can put it on this and that and this and that. It doesn't matter. You only need one. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. You'll the get only... more than one, but yeah. you only need mm-hmm. The only thing I'll say about that, that auto mod feature, it's great when you first start out, so you can kind of get mm-hmm. to learn how the mod system works. Yeah. But you can't trust it at all after a while because, like, for instance, um, me and Nick were talking about the frames that we play. He plays a Naros, which has no shields and high health. And I mostly play Nidus, which, just like that, has no shields and high health. And no matter what you do, every single time you press auto auto mod on those frames, it will just throw the shield mods on there. And you're like, okay, you're giving me plus 320% of zero shields. So, <laughs> great. Wonderful. Zero. Oh yeah, so yep. it only takes you so far. But once once you get to the point to where you're going to have frames like that, you'll probably know how mods work and how to finagle it around. Okay. Well, it's, oh, it's like the training. one. Yeah. Um, the one thing I did forget to bring up about mods, which is super important, which will bring us to forma and potatoing mm. things here in a second. Hilarious. Um, 
But yeah, each mod has what's called a pol- polarity. Okay. Um, you can either have like V or the dash or the a D. Um, it's, it's just a little symbol up at the top right. Um, and like for instance, let's say a mod costs fourteen at max rank with the the little V symbol next to it. You can put it into a normal mod slot and it'll cost you fourteen. Or if you put it into a mod slot that has that V polarity on it, it will half the cost of that mod and bring it down to seven. So you could put more powerful mods in if you match the polarity and then so that's also pretty important. But Matt, how do you match the polarity? And what if you have an empty mod slot that you want to polarize? Well, Nick, you can get a formal. <laughs> <laughs> so a formal is call yeah, it in the next ten is, minutes. Uh, it's an item in the game that will allow you to add a polarity to one of the mod slots. The only downside to that is that when you forma a weapon or a Warframe, it brings it back down to level one. And you have to re-level it up to unlock more power and all the abilities again. But once you do get higher level, or once you do bring it up to level you know, 30, which is max rank for, for everything there, you'll now have that polarity slot to where you would be able to put on more powerful mods than you were before because that polarity matches, thus the mod costs less, and so you can put more on. And that's really important. Everything, I think it's also super important to talk about the fact that everything we've talked about so far, from the weapons to the frames, exactly. (laughs) No, from the weapons to the frames to the mods to the potatoes, a.k.a. Forma, everything is encouraged to be obtained through gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yes, if I wanted to, there is the, the the cash equivalent currency called platinum. I could buy platinum and pay X amount of platinum to get a forma. Or pay X amount of platinum to get this resource or this frame or this weapon blueprint. Um, not the weapon blueprint, sorry, the weapon. Mm-hmm. Or... I could use the in-game currency to buy the blueprint for the weapon and then farm the parts for the weapon for missions or by opening relics, which is another different activity you can do. Or I could farm the blueprint for a forma and then craft them. And it takes real time. So say I craft a forma, it takes 24 hours to craft a forma. So if I start (laughs) it right now, I won't actually have it until this time tomorrow. I work full time, so it's not a big deal, you know? So everything that we've talked about can be obtained and should, if you would like to play the game, be obtained through gameplay. Um, wonderful job by some of the YouTube reviewers or big like Warframe YouTubers will tell you, sure, you can buy Platinum and you can buy that frame if you really want it. But you're literally giving yourself less reason to play the game. Because mm-hmm. you could play the game to unlock the frame's blueprint. Sorry, unlock the parts for the frame, craft all the parts, purchase the blueprint with credits, which is the in-game currency, and then craft it. And you've just got yourself, you know, gameplay. Or you can buy it outright and then that's six hours that you wouldn't have of gameplay that you wouldn't have had while also getting tons of other loot. So really interesting perspective setting reviews Mm -hmm. for me because originally I was like, I want this frame and this frame and this frame and this frame and I'll pay 10 bucks and 10 bucks and 10. 
No. <clears throat> nope. As soon then as you I just have it. Right. Well, as soon as I realized that that's what I was, I was literally giving myself less reason to play the game. And I'm like, okay, forget that. Yeah, for sure. You know? It's it's like it's like buying outright the Solstice of Heroes armor set. Mm-hmm. Same same thing. That makes you know. It's sense, like okay, yeah. well, I would not have had any of the experiences I've had over the last week and a few days here of playing Destiny Two, which have been phenomenal experiences. Phenomenal oh, experiences. I'm literally cutting that off and saying, "Nope, I just want it." Look how pretty I look. Oh and man, I'll wasn't admit, it rough when you had to do this and this and this to get it? Um, um. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. Okay. I bought because I got every day you log in, you get a, a login bonus, and it's sometimes rare resources, sometimes not so rare resources. Sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that. Sometimes you get a coupon for their store where it's like, oh, you get 75% off the market. Mm-hmm. So you could take a frame that normally costs 100 platinum and now it only costs 25. Well, I did that. I got a 75% off and I, I accidentally purchased a Naros. It was an accident. You can ask <laughs> Matt. Matt was actually... It really um, was. It was <laughs> Oh my god! Um, in unison, I thought, yeah, I thought he had a blueprint. He does not have a blueprint. More on that in a second. Um, so I bought Inaros, and I love him. I play him all the time. Come to find out, once you get to a certain point, there's a quest chain that gives you the frame. Oh, later really? on, way later on. In the game. Yeah. So I'm like, <sighs> I don't need to do this quest chain because it gives it to me. Yep. There are, there are a couple of quest chains that result in, like, there's the, the most recent one, the most recent quest chain that came out gives you uh, another Warframe as well. So, uh, yeah. Right on. Well, I have another question here. Um, something Poop Shizzle, who's in chat, shout out Poop Shizzle, what's up, baby, um, hey. brought up earlier. Um, he was saying that he had started to play and as you guys have mentioned to me before, it's very overwhelming. And so he mm-hmm. stopped. So mm-hmm. um, what are some tips of like a good place to start and not feel overwhelmed? Or how, how to properly get into it without going, uh, what? Play with other people. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say that that's, that's the easiest way because then you're like, hey, what does this do? Hey, what is this? What does this do? And then you have somebody there that can point you in the right direction that can give you the kind of the the kind of help that you need um also watch youtube videos yeah that's how i learned a lot about the game and that's what got me more and more interested because i'd be like i don't know what this is i'm gonna go look it up and then i'd watch somebody and they'd be like oh yeah this is what this is and this will be this cool thing that you can do later on because of this thing and i'm like oh okay mm-hmm. you know so that that would be my suggestion lots of youtube videos and play with other people who have been playing like us yeah well now you can just listen to just some guardians episode 36 mm-hmm. and you'll we know. do have a clan called just some tenno mm-hmm. yes that is a thing that happened that's mm-hmm. amazing oh well that how do how do clans work in the game then you get a dojo 
What does it look it, like? It, it, it's, it's like your your clan house, and it, you build it. You literally build it room by room by room. You can decorate it. There are people that have decorated their dojos to look like subway stations. It was just featured on one of the most recent Warframe dev streams, mm-hmm. which they do weekly, and it lasts at least an hour. Uh-huh. Um, there is... The biggest thing I can say, if you if you're forced to play solo, to to like get into Warframe and not get overwhelmed by it, clear the star chart. That needs to be yeah. your number one priority. If it's a pinging blue location, you need to play the mission there. If you can't, do the prerequisites so that you can, and it tells you what you need to do in order to play it. Um, also, the quest hey, will give you a lot of information to be able to understand a lot of those things as well. Definitely. Um, that's something that I think Digital Extremes is getting better at. Is yeah. this whole, they fully realize that they've got a great game, but the great game comes after like suffering for 12 hours. Um, yeah. They're trying to reduce that period of, of suffering. Um, in addition to clearing the star chart, pay attention to what is dropping not only in your mission, because yes, you pick up a lot of stuff in your mission, but at the end of the mission, your ship is flying and you've got the little like breakdown of all the experience that you got or the affinity it's called. Experience is, is affinity or affinity. The bottom left of the screen tells you what's dropped and the mods that you've obtained. Pay attention to what's there at the end of every mission. Because if you find, for example, I think on Venus... The final boss of the Venus planet is the Jackal. The Jackal drops the blueprints for the Rhino frame. Yep. So if you want if you want early on to unlock another Warframe, farm the Jackal. Because you can replay any mission you want as many times as you want to replay it. Just go back to that node on the star chart and hit it again. Um, and they're usually pretty quick missions. They're not super uh-huh. long. Exactly. Like the longest I think I've spent in a mission, aside from the ones that you dictate how long, so excavation, survival, and defense, and mobile defense. No, defense. Those are the three that you're in 100% control of how long you're in there. Yeah. Um, Because you can play defense forever if you really want to. Good luck. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Go back in if you you find, like, like I did with Jackal, and you, you see that, oh, he's dropping the rhino blueprints. There's three pieces to a frame. You need all three pieces, and then you need the blueprint. The blueprint you get through the market, but you purchase it with credits. So you don't spend real money. You spend in-game currency. So pay attention to what's dropping in each mission. And okay. if, you, if you're finding something you're liking, farm the mission for a bit because it's a looter. It's a looter shooter. You will have to farm. It's the name of the game. It's literally called War Farm. Well, I mean Warframe. <laughs> something else to know too is, anytime you go into the market, if you look at it at face value, it'll say the platinum value without telling how much you want to pay for credit. I believe you just hit R one and it'll flip over so that you can see how much you just pay in credit, which is mm-hmm. the the currency that you accrue throughout the game. And so it pretty much there, – there are some things that require platinum most uh, – and, and those that do require platinum, I believe that those are things that you can pick up 
in game. Um, and then the, it, it, and then all you have to do is like hit R1 and it'll flip over to show you the credits that you need to be able mm-hmm. to buy it. Um, so that's an important thing to know. Also, something important to know, especially for Poop Shizzle, who was asking this specific question, um, certain resources can only be found in certain regions, certain planets. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you click R3 when you have a planet selected, it'll show you the resources that you can get on that planet. Um, so that that way it makes farming a little bit easier so that you can know, okay, I can get control nodes only from these places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then kind of going back to what I was talking about a little bit earlier is if you really get stuck, you really have to take a look at the mods and reevaluate where you are uh, because there could be that you might have power on your frame or your weapon that's not being used. So at that point, pump up the rank of your mod you're going to get more health you're going to get more damage you're going to get more ability strength and stuff like that and really a lot of times is when you hit that wall that you just can't progress or you feel like you're dying too much you can't beat the mission a lot of times just putting like a rank or two inside of a mod will will go it from you know being impossible to beat this mission to where you beat it in like two seconds you're like really that's all i had to do and i was here for like three days awesome (laughs) so really like that's that would be my tip is really um you know, besides everything that everyone else has, which is, you know, great advice. Um, that's where I struggled the most when I first started was I couldn't progress because my mods were so low ranked. Um, but that's what I would suggest is just making sure that your mods are, are ranked to where they need to be. And you'll be able to pretty much get to the end of the game. Okay. So you have the storyline quests. You've got your defense missions, things you're talking about, repeatable missions and stuff with bosses. Are there any? Is there anything like a raid in Warframe or mm. the Plains of Idolin or Idolin? If okay. you want to pronounce it like the Catholics do, because it's a Catholic word, it's Idolin. Um, but the Plains of Idolin is one of the first social space. It's a. It's connected to one of the first social spaces. It's a big, big open area. Mm-hmm. There are these giant enemies called idolins that will spawn in there and there's a whole meta game that's idolin hunting you can play warframe from beginning to end get everything you ever wanted out of it and never go to the plains of idolin it's not necessary you don't have to go there um and you don't have to hunt idolin but depending maybe there's a frame that you want that you need a certain resource where you're going to have to go to the plains to get it. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you want a certain mod or a certain this or a certain that. So you have to go idling hunting. I'm not to that point yet. Um, But (laughs) that's end game type stuff. Huge bosses. And uh, to my knowledge, I don't know how many people can actually fight one. Um, But I know that it's quite a few. And I know that it is, it is an open map area that is public. So it's more like a world boss than a raid, or kind of. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So there's nothing you, that's you like a like a well, you're not progression you're not gonna, thing with multiple bosses and mechanics and stuff. Nothing quite like that. Okay. No, not yet. Okay. The only thing close to that would be there are certain assassination missions, which are specific missions to where you go up against a boss, that you have to craft keys to open up to unlock those mission types, and you can only use that key once to go into that mission once. Oh, interesting. Um, 
but that's not really a raid in a traditional sense in the in the in the case that it's just you just go in you get to the boss as quick as you can and then you fight a big boss and then it's done mm-hmm. there's no multiple bosses you go through or puzzles or anything like that but i i think that's really the only thing that would be close to that okay so there's also that one mission that we were doing where to, you have to kill a certain amount of people and then you had to go through like that maze to get to that place before the time ran out there's like there a, there are puzzles. The, yeah the game, there the are, game yeah. does have puzzles that okay. you get special loot or special mods. There are mods that you can only get through accomplishing these puzzle rooms. Yeah. Um, the puzzle rooms are only in certain areas, certain nodes, certain planets, or some of them aren't planets. It's like calling Nessus a planet, planetoid. Um, so I hesitate to say planet, but certain destinations are the only places that can actually spawn these rooms. Um, some of them involve like musical puzzles. Some involve like race against the clock puzzles. Some involve like logic puzzles. Like there was one Matt and I did uh-huh. the other day where you run through it and all these doors would close and these walls would close. All I had to do was shoot two mirrored like circles and poof, it's done. But if you were just looking at the fact that the doors were closing and you had a limited amount of time to get down a really long hallway with like a dozen doors, You'd never think to look for the, the mirrored circles. Um, so some mods drop only from those. I will say as far as like idle and hunting goes, it's not a world boss like in... Like I know World of Warcraft comes to mind for world bosses where you can literally get 20 people, they can zerg the boss and the boss dies. You actually need to have structure. Like there will have to be a frame there pumping energy into people. There will have to be this there, and I have to be that, I have to be this. You have to mod a certain way, you have to bring certain weapons. You might even have to play a certain type of frame um, for idle and hunting to actually work. But again, I have no experience in it directly. I've just watched a couple of videos. So And they're huge, like a couple stories tall. Yeah. So you're this big, and they are this big. Very large. And they have lots of laser beams. Yes. They're pretty ridiculous. You encounter one as part of the storyline. And you run. You run. We should probably run. Yep. Uh, So when I asked the raid question earlier, Matt said the word soon, or not yet, or soon or something. Is that something that's been talked about somewhere, of something of that caliber being added? They're they're always adding new things, mm-hmm. and and one of the, they're they're creating another public space that is supposed to be several times larger than the Plains of Eidolon, which the Plains of Eidolon is pretty large, but this one is becoming so large, or this one that's coming is so large that they're actually they're actually introducing a new mode of transportation, because up until this point you've had um, your bullet jump your normal mode of moving and then you've all you've had your ship of course which is kind of like the destiny ship you know and then you've had arc wings which are they allow you to fly the new thing that they're introducing is a hoverboard which is really really cool okay is it gonna be a real hoverboard or the stupid little thing with the wheels on it that's not actually hovering no it's a hoverboard okay good it looks fly would be proud Okay, good. Yeah. Um, and this this place is going to be several times larger. And so they have new things coming that 
will probably have fights in them. Sorry, Matt. I didn't mean to jump on that instead of you. Yeah, no, you're sense. fine. Yeah, he is. Oh my god, he's okay. so funny. Um, I actually just looked it up here. I think that there there were and are going to be raids again. I think they took them offline for right now. Uh, but one of them was called like the Shrine of the Eidolon. Uh, well, which I think cool. was taken down for right now for reworking so that lower level players can get into it. Um, Low level raids, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I know they had they had some issues when it came to like PvP in a different, mm -hmm. there is still PvP, it's called the Conclave. It's not, I mean, if you want to do the Conclave, go for it. There's no crossover. Um, There's not a kind of like Final Fantasy XIV's PvP. Oh, okay, yeah. If you, if you want to do it, go for it. But, I mean, that's your thing. Um, kind of like PvP in, in like vanilla World of Warcraft. Endgame was branched. You either go this way or this way. There's no crossover. Interesting. Um, I know they took it out and put it back in because it was just terrible. And they knew that because the engine for Warframe is is different. <laughs> um, the mechanics are different. So if they had raids and they took them out because they sucked, that wouldn't surprise me because yeah. they're not afraid to do that. They're not afraid to just like shut something down and be like, we're reworking it. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. So. Hmm. But I know when it comes to playing defense missions where you have a central point and you have to defend it. Um, Brett, it yes. calls back to Gears of War horde mode for me. Like, I'm, I'm feeling, <clears throat> feeling like that. I was in a defense mission, and mind you, every five minutes, it checks in with your group and is like, do you want to keep going or not? And if you, if more than half, or sorry, if half of you or more vote to leave, then the mission's done. Otherwise, you can go for another five minutes, win or lose. Um, longest I've been in one was 35 minutes. Oh, you stallion, you. And it was so difficult. You can die four times, four or five times before you're just dead. You can't be revived anymore. Um, but then someone, someone can come along. Let me rephrase that. You can go down and then die and revive yourself five times. Mm -hmm. Or you can go down and someone can get you back up and it's fine. Um, that's one of the things that, that was why we only made it like 35 minutes because we were all just dead. Yeah. We ended yeah. up all dying, not making it to 40 minutes, and we didn't get the rewards that we would have gotten because we died. Because if you die, you don't get the rewards for the mission. You're given the option to extract, and you have to extract. And in some cases, you can just extract, and the mission's done. Or you have to get to a certain point on the map to get out. That's Which crazy. reminds me of Left 4 Dead. Yeah. So. yeah. Which so. I think also is, is kind of a cool mechanic, because it prevents people from just coming into the game, getting up to a certain point and finding something that they wanted and then bouncing from the mission. Mm -hmm. Because if you abort from a mission while it's still going, it's the same thing like if you guys have failed. You don't get anything. Because well, I've run that stuff in a lot of other games. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, are there any other subjects here, including with Warframe, we want to hit before we start heading towards some silly questions in the end of the show? I there will say, lots. Brett, real quick, you have your ship. 
in the game, like Russ mentioned, and you mm-hmm. can decorate it. Do you get a fly in ways in ways that make Mass Effect cry? So, so that's another cool thing that's coming. Is so you asked if you could fly it. Now, what you can do right now is during the loading screen, and I wish this was something that let you do. Jesus Christ! But during the loading screen, you can you can move it around in the loading screen. You know, oh so you God. do you do kind of get that. I but love loading one of the things new like things that. that's coming along with Fortuna is these raid type missions where you are your your space pirates. Man, he says space pirates yeah, so, and freezes. This is the and worst. then, uh, I'm sorry, did I unfreeze yet? Just now, yeah. Yeah, you're good now. Okay, so the tension's so killing me. You 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 can be a space pirate. The mission is you are flying a ship, and you're shooting the other ships out of the sky. They are attacking your ship, and you are attacking their ship. So some, it's I think it's you want to play with like four or five. I think it's three other people and a couple of them will be going over to their ship trying to sabotage their ship so that you can get on the ship and take all the stuff so you get to be a space pirate so that is something that's coming it's not something that they have currently oh but it's something that's coming and (laughs) also they have the arc wing which you get to fly around the missions they suck. They suck. God, they're so terrible. I hate they, them. They have openly stated in their dev streams that the Arcwing did not work how they intended, did not go over as well as they intended, so reworks are coming. Oh, my God. Oh, That'll thank God. I think that there's potential there. Because oh, yeah. sometimes I'm like, okay, this, I, okay, but it's not as fun as it could be. It's yeah. disappointing because you're like, Arc Queen getting to fly around in space is just yeah. the Tenno with like these angel wings coming out of your back. And then it's like, oh no, this is not what I was expecting at all. Aww. Alright, do we want to jump into some uh, some questions here? Of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite type of cake is Funfetti. There we go. We have no more questions. Read my mind. Uh, no email from Laz this week. Eesh, I was getting used to that. Sorry. Right. Um, okay, so poop shizzle asks nick and matt's backgrounds look like they are in the same room is this true <laughs> well no. guys no oh, dang it. no it does get me every time because your, your ceiling yeah. and your walls are the exact same color cracks me up every yeah. time i mean we're close we're about what 10 minutes away from each other yeah but no we're not in the same room same painter local gotta keep it you know mm-hmm. support your local business ladies and gentlemen <laughs> um, Gunbait101 asks How does Russell have time to Warframe when he's worried about his character's endowment in Conan Exiles? <laughs> well, you see um, I do both at the same time No, I, I Because I work from it? home Yeah I, I shake weight it <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's getting <laughs> clipped That's getting so clipped <laughs> So, Poop Chisel, I, I, I give I, you permission to do whatever you want with that. Oh, anyway, wait, continue. I, oh gosh, please don't say that. Um, <laughs> make him just bathing in milk. I have, I have some time for gaming more than normal, just because I work from home. 
and it's on a project by project basis. And so sometimes I don't have work until I turn on and I'm like, ah, or during my lunch hour, I turn on and play games. So. Oh my God. Well, uh, we only had two questions and they were both very important. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, one of these days you guys do need to pl- like stream in that in the same room, but still angle it so it looks like you're not, and then just right. Be like, hey Matt, hand me that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> exactly. Or ooh, set it up where you're, you have something planned, but you're still in different rooms, but you pretend to like hand the thing over to each other. <laughs> Internet magic. Okay. Anyway, moving on. We'll take a take a break and then just like sit in each other's chairs. The like ten minute breaks so you guys can drive to each other's houses. <laughs> That'd be funny. Well, we have no emails. Um, we have no reviews on iTunes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you give us a re- review on iTunes, we will talk about it on the show. Um, if you request a accent or a voice of some sort, Nick will read it in said accent or voice on the show. I'm waiting for like Dick Cheney with shingles. <laughs> oh, we did. Um, I have to think. Oh, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? We got a picture. Uh, someone else. I'm not going to say who, but we did get a random email from someone with a picture of Dick Cheney. Well, you're not going to say who. Who was I'm it? Not, I'm not. Well, I don't. I don't know if people want their name said or not. Okay. Well, you can text so, it to me later. I will. Uh, their their name rhymes with. Chizik. There we go. Uh, okay, there we go. No reviews. Once again, please do that. And uh, <laughs> Russell, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at drjex. That's J E X O seven two five. I mostly post stuff about D and D because that is my real passion. Video games are second, and my wife is third, but don't tell her that. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's in bed, isn't she? She is. Um, no, for reals, though, my wife is amazing, and she is the number one thing in my life. I love her with all my heart. Um, but, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me in the Discord, Jackal72590, which is also my PSN account name, if you would like to request me as a friend. Um don't Sorry, click it, don't click it. <laughs> Russell is 72590 your zip code no it's my birthday oh yeah god you're a baby okay anyway whatever you're what two three years older than me 34 years older than you 34 years older than me wow <laughs> wait Russ I'm older than you yes Damn, okay. okay. What is that supposed to mean, Matt? <laughs> anyway. I don't know, no. <laughs> I thought Brett was older than me. By a uh, lot. Come to find out I'm like 13 years older than him. That's 13. No, it's not that much. No, I'm not 13 years <laughs> older than him. No. I'm six no. days older than Brett. When we met, Nick did think I was like, actually, I think you thought I was 13 years older than you. No, I thought I thought you were like a good three or four years older than me. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, Matt, if people wanted to talk to you, where could they do such things? Um, you can find me in the Discord, um, where I am Garrett, or if you wanted to play Warframe, 
I'm on PS4. Um, Lil Cat Snake, L I L Cat Snake. Uh, Nicholas, <laughs> where are you at, baby? Right here. There we go. <laughs> Thank. Oh no. Online. No, I'm on, talk I'm on the, the Twitters at He Who Fights. Uh, PSN HWF seven force. It's the number seven. Um, you can find me on most Wednesday nights at twitch.tv slash just some guardians for our out of the hat show that recaps the previous Sunday's D and D session, which you can find all of us here at most Sunday nights starting at 7 PM Eastern time at twitch.tv slash Elmer games. And I, I didn't want to steal your thunder. Um, you can also find me at uh, greendragonlive.com or if you want uh, Twitter at greendragonlive. That is the other podcast that I am a part of. Um, due to life changes relating to employment and scheduling and babies and puppies and stuff, we haven't put anything out in a while, um, but we do have content on, on the deck. It's ready to go. We're just waiting for when the time is right to start uploading everything again, we do have a backlog. So stay tuned. Yay. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for just some guardians. Episode. Where can people find you? Yeah. Ho. <laughs> that's what I was about. It's already started it. You know what? I have to work with this. I'm out. Just kidding. <laughs> now that he's gone, let's not. Russell's gone from the call. It's awkward. Uh, thank you for joining Do us for episode 36 of just some guardians. Uh, if you want to see the show live, that is twitch.tv slash just some guardians. You can find uh, the audio format on iTunes and Podbean. Just some guardians in both of those places. Um, if you want to hit us on Twitter, that is at JSGCast. If you want to send us emails of Dick Cheney or questions, but mostly pictures of Dick Cheney. You uh, said emails is... of Dick Cheney. So if you can find any emails of his, yes. send them. Also, Dick Cheney. Halliburton. Dick Cheney, email us a picture of yourself. That'd be great. Uh, we don't need a dick pic from Dick Cheney in, in the end of this. That'd be weird. Oh, no. Anyway, no. Uh, <laughs> as for myself, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Elmer Fudd Games. A double M, double D. Oh, yeah. Uh, Russell, do your sweet, sweet thing. You're in the mutual chaos. Oh, and he got robotic. This is so weird. Just some guardians. <laughs> nice. Okay, that actually worked really well. That actually worked perfect. That was great. Um, next week, we will be back into Destiny content. Uh, we're getting close to Forsaken. That's exciting. And the week after that on the Nerd Talk, we'll be discussing World of Warcraft because Battle for Azeroth will have, just la- will have launched recently. So look forward to that. Also, we're streaming this Sunday for our D&D campaign. And we're back at it. Mm. Yeah, don't cancel on This is, in fact, the end of the episode. But uh, I'm going to let the song play out because uh, 8-bit uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. So uh, the show's over, but if you want to listen to the rest, enjoy. Bye. <laughs>